Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 262 for the week of April 13th, 2013. I'm here with a bunch of RPG gamers finest to talk about apparently the movie Up in Jurassic Park, but uh, more about that in the stinger. Um, first off, from Canada, I've got Anna Marie Newfeld. Manny has no soul. He doesn't have a soul. It's very sad. It's um, true. It's what Ricky Gervais told me, and I believed him. So, Emmanuel Marino is our man without a soul, searching the streets of L.A. in desperate need of one. How's that working out? Um, There's a great soul food place over oh. on... Oh, you're not talking about that kind of soul? Can you feed a soul... Can you eat soul food without a soul? How do you think you get the soul? I thought that's how you feed the soul. You still have to get the soul. No, no, you go to a rhythm and blues place. You, you listen to some great old soul music. Get some good soul food. Get some chicken and waffles. Then you go to E3 with all the other Japanese developers. <laughs> Japanese devs love Roscoe's chicken and waffles for some reason. Mm. I think they think that's inherently American. All right. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> Someone who is inherently very much not American, John Yearworth. Apparently, I think some people say that British people don't have souls. No, you don't have teeth. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Difference. All right. I'll make sure to re- reinforce the you know all Americans are fat stereotype next time you're around. Have you ever hey, watched hey, one of those Taiwanese this. news videos? All the Americans in those videos are super fat. It's great. I understand why people would say that. Like you actually you, speaking of those Taiwanese news videos, I think they actually did one on Adam Orth. Hmm. Oh really? All yeah. Right, I'm going there right now. And, hey, don't and, worry. And we're TV. we're safe from the nuclear threat. They upgraded to Windows 8. <laughs> Whoa, don't go to the site. I'm not kidding, actually. Wait, where'd you hear that? Oh, it was all over the news a couple of days ago. That was North. Well, that was why North Korea didn't test their missiles, because their computers weren't working right, because they upgraded to Windows 8. Hmm. Uh, 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 my brain hurts. I would have <laughs> thought they were still running on, like, MS-DOS version 6 or something. They were, and then they oh. upgraded to Windows 8, and that's what's causing the problems. Are you serious? Yes. That's great. Are you sure that wasn't an April Fool's joke or something? It was dated, like, April 10th, so if it was an April Fool's joke, they kind of missed the window. Jesus. I don't know, Anna. It's just like <laughs> having sex with slaves again. I love this video. It's got a <laughs> fat American biting the head off a bird. Oh, he's sending a tweet. And <laughs> he's got a thing of pizza in his hand. It's great. Oh, this anime TV on YouTube. Find the English version. It's great. Um, what is going on? Uh, what are we talking about? Hello? My sad knowledge of American history. Oh, we're doing a podcast. Right, right, right. Oh, wait. What do you mean you're sad? You don't have presidents. This is for the blooper reel, right? All this that just happened? No. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a... I want a blooper reel. Well, I guess we'll talk about what we're playing instead. Um, I'm going to go first because I'm super short because it's all games I've been playing recently anyway. So Etrian Odyssey 4, I'm continuing on. I'm in the third land. I've unlocked sub jobs and uh, game's still really good. 
been continuing to get more and more goodies in World of Warcraft, and I've gotten through a big wall in Book of Heroes and continuing on to finish, close on level 30 and, uh, and, um, oh, uh, to finish all the quests. And I've also, our guild, I've, I've, I'm in one of the AIE guilds, Elia Eacta Est, if you've never heard of them, um, on Book of Heroes, and they are, we're doing good raids now, and it's awesome. So, having fun with that. But nobody gives a crap about any of it. When are you going to try Nino Kuni, man? I know. When am I going to try Nino Kuni? As soon as I know, I'll let you know. Uh, in the meantime, Manny, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Fat All. Mm. Fat All Nothing. Fat All Nothing. It's a new indie game where you stare at the wall and question what you're doing with your life. <laughs> Do you have to kickstart that? <laughs> I that would be nice. Okay. Anna, have you kickstarted anything recently? Um, no. I've been playing Pokemon Three you, Dungeon. What though. are you eating? Nothing. 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 Okay. Now your voice is clear. I was squished down and sleeping. Anyways. Why are you sleeping during the intro? Am I that boring? Because yeah. oh. I went to bed pretty late last night, and then oh. you spent an hour mucking around instead of recording the podcast, and I could have been sleeping. Why did you wake me up? Well, now I feel really bad. Jerk. You're playing pixel people, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been playing pixel people, and I'm at the point where... Um, I get to discover genes by um, guessing, which sounds really lame, but it's actually kind of cool. But I've also been playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, um, Gates of Infinity, and it made me cry. Mm. I finished it last night. So that's why I was up so late, because I was doing the ending. And the ending is very good and sad. And the story is actually surprisingly good. But here's the thing that perplexes me about this game. Um, I feel like someone was given the story to localize. And it's really good. It's really well put together. All of the emotions are really well done. And then someone else was given the work of localizing the items and they have like their their zero wing they're like the Japanese dude who knows high school English in his parents basement and the items sound kind of stupid and really awkward and so I'm confused why this game has such an amazingly evocative, really well-written and localized story, and the items still have extra thes and its in them. That's pretty weird. It's, yeah, it's just, it's, it is really weird how awkwardly translated all the items are, but the story is flawless. How does that work? I don't know that it does. Anyways, um, apparently there's a ton of post-game content because um, I figured I was done and I would do one or two more things and I still have story that's coming, so I'm going to have to keep playing the game. And beyond that, um, I played a little bit more Luigi's Mansion, like one level, but um, I'm not digging the game like I thought I would, which is sad. Yeah. 
I, I've been hearing a lot of people have been dropping off. Like they like it at first, they like the charm, but then it's not enough to carry you through the whole thing. Right. I mean, it's just I think maybe I'm just not in the right mindset to play it right now. Like I think I just want some RPGs right now. So, hmm. um, okay. beyond that, I've been playing WoW, and I think, oh yeah. Um, so for those of you in Canada or that have a Canadian iTunes account, um, there's a new game called Tunnel Town that I've been playing, which is for for a client. Um, but yeah, you get that, that's to play your disclaimer as, that she doesn't necessarily like it, but she's pimping it. <laughs> you get to play as little bunnies. And the bunnies can dig and collect money and plant and the crops. Bunnies look and... very weird when they're digging. <laughs> they look a little suggestive. Um, and you get to breed bunnies by putting them on the dance floor. Because that's where they breed, right? Yep. Hmm. And then, other than that, I've been playing. Um, what is this called? Stardom or something? It was a game that Chris downloaded for Shields in Book of Heroes. And I kind of tried it, and it's... Um, okay, let's dissect that phrase we just said. Shields are the premium currency in Book of Heroes, and they have this thing where you download apps and try them, and they'll give you free premium currency. So the only reason I downloaded this was to get the premium currency. All right, now, go ahead. Um, it's lame, but fun. It's just it's time management, and I don't want to get too deeply into it. And we got to play with the Disney World app because the Disney World website doesn't work right in Canada. <laughs> yes, we're planning honeymoon in Disney World. So. Yay! So that's what I've been doing this week. Who's next? That would leave John. Yay. Um, I'm currently Kerbal Space Programming. Okay. Because, because it's fun. I have, I have, I think, spent... Oh... Uh, I think it must be at least a couple of hours now trying to get this second part of my space station into orbit without it violently exploding, at least somewhere sort of somewhere could, in the... Yeah, I could see that being a benefit for doing a spaceship, to not yeah. have it explode. Yeah, I mean, originally... It, uh, I mean, the thing about Kerbal Space Program is, is <laughs> all of your designs generally go through revision, in that the first design you make is probably just going to explode on the launch pad, and then the next design will probably explode about when you're still in the thick part of the atmosphere, and then the next one will explode somewhere before you get to orbit. And then, then you actually get out into space and realize that you don't have enough fuel to actually make a proper orbit, so you then just go plummeting back down again. Um, thankfully, um, well, I think I've actually gone through all of that, so, um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it is on Steam now. It's one of the early access games since the game is still technically an alpha. Um, but basically what they've been doing is they've basically, uh, they have, um, like increased the price of the game every time that they make a significant or no, 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 I don't think it's every time they do it, but most of the time they 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 make a like a huge addition to it. They then sort of bump the price up by another pound or another dollar or whatever. So when I when I had it, it was still in very early. Um, uh, I still I I bought it from their store when it was still in very early alpha, uh, where they hadn't even implemented uh, proper gravity to the game, and now we've got. Not only do we have proper gravity, we have an entire solar system, re-entry effects, docking, space stations, you know. It's a lot of changes. 
Um, so yeah, no, it's fun. Um, How long have you been playing this game? Uh, Kerbal? Uh, I'd have to check the receipt for when I bought it originally, but I think I've been playing it for at least a year now. Possibly okay. more than that. Hmm. Um, honestly, I actually don't know how long I've been playing it, other than I know I've been on board with it since fairly early in its like lifespan. Okay. Uh, I just feel like you've been talking about it for a very long time. Yeah, I'm just having a look now. Here we are. Uh, I donated to them, um, which means I got a pre-order for them at uh, the 29th of September, 2011. Cool. So I've been playing it for a year and a half now. The dev team works quite slowly, it seems. But yeah. I, considering how fun it is anyway, I kind of don't mind. I mean, when they actually, they, while they have put the re-entry effects in, when they actually put the heat effects to go with it, um, I'm going to have to redesign a number of my spacecraft because they're currently not designed to uh, re-enter properly. Like, mm -hmm. they don't have you know heat-protective surf surfaces and the like, which is a problem, of course. Right. Um, uh, the other stuff I've been playing this week, uh, jump back into, um, the Old Republic, um, rolled a new character, leveled it up to level 20, still, somehow still having fun with it. Well, what made you decide to jump in? I don't know, uh, oh, actually, no, I know the reason why I jumped back in. Uh, we watched the Red Letter Media, uh, me and David watched the Red Letter Media reviews for the prequel trilogy. Ah, uh, Yes. Oh, it just kind of made me realize that uh, while the Old Republic may have made a few missteps in places, it's still better than the prequel trilogy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Get set up the by, prequel by trilogy a long way. in three words. Shot, reverse, shot. <laughs> Nabul has changed the terms of trade. Pray he does not do so further. Pray that he does um, not change them further. Shot. Yeah. But yeah, um... And I've also been putting some more time into Tales of Zillia 2, which I, as previously mentioned last week, I can't say a lot about because most of the stuff that I could say about it is basically a massive spoiler for a game that's not out in America yet. Right. So, although what I will say is I have now picked up one of the two characters that they had to remove from Tales of Zillia as playable characters for time constraints. Hmm. Because... That did actually, that did happen. I, I mentioned last time that um, Tales of Zillia 2 is is quite similar to uh, Final Fantasy 13 2 in the, a lot of the game was kind of, uh, or at least part of the game was made out of um, assets that they couldn't use in the development of uh, the original Tales of Zillia because they ran out of time. Okay. I think that was because they were trying to meet uh, like a deadline. For Zillia, for the original Zillia, I think uh, they wanted to release it in time for a specific Tales of Anniversary, which means it. it uh, they had to take some stuff out, similar to how they had to. They kneecapped the original Japanese release of Tales of the Abyss for the same reason. So. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's basically my playing for this week. That works. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, let's move on to feedback. First letter comes in from Shoyab. He says, thanks for your game suggestions from a few weeks back. I went out and purchased Bioshock Infinite, 
Guacamelee, Luigi's Mansion 2, Valkyria Chronicles 1 and 2, and finally, uh-huh. Persona 3 Portable. So instead of playing all these, I restarted a game I have had since 2011, Dark Souls. The first time I played it in 2011, I put in 15 hours but couldn't get into it and was pretty disappointed with it. I had really enjoyed Demon Souls and finished that, but the first playthrough of Dark Souls, meh. This time, I took a very different approach to playing and have been hooked. I finished it two times now and I'm on a third playthrough. The big difference? I didn't worry about losing souls, and it really changed the way I enjoyed the game. Unlike Demon's Souls, where I do think it matters, losing souls in Dark Souls is not a big deal. It's pretty easy to earn souls throughout the games. So two things that you should know about Dark Souls. Number one, the difficulty is overhyped. Most levels are like puzzles, and if you figure out the sequence, I would go so far as to say the game can be a bit easy. And two, it's a pretty dumb game. It has some of the most stupid AI in a modern video game. You can hit enemies multiple times from distance, and they stand there as if nothing's happening. I'm glad they are changing this for Dark Souls 2. That said, if I were reviewing it, I would give it a 5 out of 5. It's a lot of fun to play. After what I've said, do any of you have the inclination to give this game a try? I would be happy to give some tips to those that do. Uh, one of these days I do actually need to sit down and continue the um, playthrough on my uh, PC copy of it, since yes. I haven't. I've barely started. So a number of the podcasts I listened to, the first one was uh, Weekend Confirmed, and then it was followed up later with uh, 8-4 Play. They keep talking about going back to Dark Souls and and following certain guides and videos on YouTube that are helpful, or just playing Dark Souls and enjoying the heck out of it. And I've been feeling the need to come back to play that some more and try and get back into it. Um, so I am totally wanting to give it a try and so if you have tips for me show you up or anybody else please give them to me give me the names of good people to watch on youtube give me tips on what i should do with characters that already have existed or what i should if i should really make a new character which i i hate doing because i hate replaying stuff but um yeah uh anyway i'm totally into that should i get it on pc that's my biggest question because i already have it on ps3 yeah i I got it on I got it on PC because I wanted to support development of a thing and it looks very pretty if you get some graphics mods. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. And if you're willing to well, sacrifice... Well, some of the graphics mods are the same ones for Final Fantasy XI. You can just literally copy and paste them into the folder. That's funny. Uh, well, and I, th- I thought they were used basically a similar way and it's possible to force the game to um, super sample quite easily. Yeah, that's probably the one she's talking about. Um, yeah, the they they have a they new mod out. Regist- they have a new, yeah, uh, it's a story, uh, but I'll spoil it now. They have this. Uh, they have a new mod that somebody made that lets you more easily hook up with your friends if you're playing on PC. So you, it'll um, it'll bias uh, when you go into a world to go into your friends' worlds first, which is pretty cool because the game doesn't do that by default. No, it doesn't. I, don't I hope they doesn't. don't consider that like cheating or hacking or something. But I guess. Well, the problem is with the uh, the one that removes the thirty frames per second cap is you probably can't use it online. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because of how the game is programmed to interpret like fra- uh, character movements via frames or something. Oh, it's okay. It's a bit silly, but you got to deal with it, unfortunately. Okay. Hmm. Uh, next letter comes from our favorite Ocelot. He says, Hey, dear RPG crew, so I just got a note from Nintendo letting me know that my club coins were about to expire. Strangely enough, only 80 of my 500 or so coins were going away. Not sure why, but apparently each individual coin has its own special place in the world and its own time to die. Oh, this is a letter from Annie. Okay, well, I had to buy something, so I chose this. A drawstring pouch. He 
gives us a link to it. And um, let's see. It's a reversible red-gray pouch that things can go in, like a DS or a 3DS. Okay, great. And, it's like a $1 uh, pouch, yeah. Yeah, I know. But you know what was better than getting my reward? Watching the video in that link that shows a Club Nintendo employee who is unexpectedly and overbearingly exuberant as she illustrates how to use a drawstring pouch. She also goes over all the features of a drawstring pouch. She's stoked about it, and so am I. Well, now I'm curious. I'm going to turn this on and watch it while... Wow. She is so chipper. I'm showing you the reversible pouch. Don't tell anybody, but this is my favorite reward, she says. It's the soft suede white fabric. (laughs) She closes the pouch. She opens the pouch. She shows you reversing it. And it's got this great 2D Mario patch on it. (laughs) It closes really tight. (laughs) Does she think we have brain injuries? She, uh, I don't know how that happened, but yeah, that she oversold that. That's funny. All right. <laughs> so I was thinking, one, if you had this amazing drawstring pouch, what would you put in it? Let's start with uh, Anna. Oh, okay. All right, let's start um, with you. Oh, let's start with all somebody. of the loose DS games that I have. Oh, you'd put the games in there. Okay. Hmm. What about you, John? Oh, I was actually just going to say, mention an amusing anecdote. From oh. my time in from my time in Japan. Okay. Um, does it involve drawstring in, pouches? What, yes, it does actually. Whoa! I'm um, when I was when I was living out in Japan, um, I went to high school there, and one of the classes that I had to take was, was drawstring pouch building. Was, no, specifically was home economics, which was uh, taught by someone who was about a third of my size. And they lived in a drawstring pouch. No, no, I had to make a drawstring pouch. That was, I had to learn to sew. Is this like in an anime where, like, you have to have all your friends help you learn how to make a drawstring pouch so you can pass the class? It felt like that. Oh, really? Awesome. Um, but yeah, I I actually then subsequently used the drawstring pouch that I was very proud of, because I hadn't learned to sew before, so, you know, it was kind of important. Did your drawstring pouch have a 2D picture of Mario in the corner? Uh, no. Oh. All it did was I just used it to put my DS in. Okay. That was not actually very exciting, I know, but... Oh. Sorry. I thought maybe you carried your drugs in it, or you ran around the streets finding random women's panties and vending machines and stored them in there. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No? No. Isn't that what you do in Japan? No. Okay. Just checking. Um, If I had this amazing drawstring pouch, I'd probably put my 3DS or Vita in it. Maybe. I don't know. I have too much random crap like that. I'd probably throw it out. Isn't it sacrilegious to put a Vita in a Mario drawstring bag? That's why I would do it. All right. On a related note, what game related... Wait, Manny, what would you put in the drawstring pouch? Um, I would keep my interest in Nintendo PR and marketing inside of it. <laughs> Which means it would stay empty. I'd go on a serial killing spree and say, save all the fingertips from the victims in there. Mm. The fingertips? Yeah. Well, That's you need something small, right? Like a DS game? No, you go for the ears. You oh, the ears? the ears? Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. All and right. then eventually you make a little necklace out of the ears. Mm. And then you go crazy and get and kill your unit. And Got then it. all the other Viet Cong and innocent Vietnamese people around you. Okay. Sounds good. 
On a related note, what game-related club... I don't think it's related to that discussion, but what game-related clubs do you belong to, and what have you gotten there as a perk for membership? Well, I'm a member of Club Nintendo, and I've gotten um, the DS18 case is the most useful thing I've gotten from them, which is an 18-game case for 3DS games. Um, I also got, like, a Mario Hanafuda cards and a great little statue thing that's... Uh, you can see, like, Club Nintendo Statue Reward. Google that. You oh, like a little two-inch statue with uh, all the characters? It's like four or five inches, um, but yeah. It's got all the characters from Mario in there. Yeah, it's cool. Anyone else been in a game club and gotten rewards for it? No. Uh, I, got a t- I, got an int- I got a t-shirt for volunteering for EVE Online. Does that count? Uh, how much work did you put into that for that t-shirt? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. And all you got was a crummy t-shirt? Eh, eh, prefer- and um, uh, access to the uh, developer party when I went to Iceland that one time. And they didn't even pay for your way to Iceland, did they? Well, no, because they didn't pay their way for anyone to go to Iceland. Oh, lame. Well, except for the development staff, who are already there. Yeah. Because <laughs> they live there. But hey, I, I, got a, I got shown around CCP's offices, so I don't care. What about you, Anna? Any cool game clubs? No. Unless I'm done ship rewards to Canada. Oh, that's depressing. I won a uh, contest at a Blockbuster once for speed runs through Donkey Kong Country. So I won the. I had the best time in my local store, and I got free rentals for a year. That was cool. Wow. Yeah. Did you go there and did you print out your Mario, uh, Pokemon Snap stickers? No. This was before Pokemon Snap. This is SNS oh. time. Well, I guess I used to win the youth group video game contest every six months because I used to get free rentals from that. Hmm. All right. Uh, I was reading recent coverage of Dark Souls 2 on Silicon Era, and an interesting note caught my eye. Dark Souls 2 will have threats that force players to face phobias like a fear of heights and vertigo. From Software also added elements that trick senses like auditory hallucinations. Can you get think of any game you've done that has done this? Was it in any way effective? Well, the go-to one is uh, the Cthulhu game made by Dennis Dyack. Um, on Eternal GameCube. Darkness? There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played that, though. But I, yeah. Then I guess um, the, the fight with uh, Psycho Mantis, right? Yeah... Where it makes you think, and I had a TV that actually had this, so when it when it happened, it was actually, I legitimately thought my TV had changed video inputs. Um, but yeah, um, he, he makes you think that your TV has changed video inputs. Because, um, yeah, that was really creepy. <laughs> I was like, wait! Oh, it says Hideo, it doesn't say video. Alright, alright. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, his answer is Metal Gear Solid 4. After you destroy each of the bosses, the screen UI goes away and things get incredibly weird. I had a blast. <laughs> That's not hallucinations. That's taking pictures of models. I know. But what they were talking. sexy models. I know exactly. And we're what multicultural, he's about. so we have one from Brazil, we have one from Japan, we have one from Europe. Up, and we have one from Australia, and they're sexy, and they have damage. They're damaged girls, but you want to protect them because they're damaged. <laughs> right. What? 
Please write in with better examples of auditory and video hallucinations and games and stuff. All right, number four. Any really cool indie games coming out in the next few months that I should know about? Or maybe some that just released that I should go and play? Uh, Is it cheating if I say Dragon Fantasy? (laughs) Nah, go for it. Is it cheating if I say Star Citizen? No. Isn't that coming out in 2014? Uh, No, it's actually coming out in 2014, but I think the beta will be out sometime this year. Wishful thinking, but... Hmm. Let me see. Uh, In two months, Shadowrun's coming out. Shadowrun Returns. Uh, You got Star Command, if you care. Later in the year, you got like the Binding of Isaac Rebirth remake on Vita and other platforms. You got Mugenics coming out. Oh, Later yeah, Mugenics. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, Guacamelee just came out. That's pretty indie, right? Yeah. No, it's coming out, isn't it? I thought it was um, coming out on Tuesday. It is out. Oh, okay. My bad. Let's see. That was part of the yeah. big summer thing coming out on Tuesday. I can't think. What else? What else is Indian coming out? Well, it, the summer thing started this week. It's all those games aren't coming out at the same time, Anna. Gotcha. Uh, huh. Yeah, other big indie games. I don't know, man. Those are the big ones I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, and uh, Wasteland Two, of course, later this year. Uh. When does uh, Shadowrun come out? Uh, Juneish. Never. June. So there you go. Never. No. There was a recent. Well, I guess we'll get to it in the news. But that Shadowrun, or I don't know if it's in your news story, but Shadowrun, there was like a minor blow up, fan blow up recently. Mm-hmm. Over because uh, just yeah, we week, will get to they, it. I got it in the stories. All right, cool. Fan wanked. Okay, Is this a good jump off to news, or do we have more feedback? We got one more question, Anna. Ooh. Who wants to play this? And he gives us the trailer for Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon. No. Hello, you you guys totally weren't you podcast listeners here for our argument before the show started? Yes. <laughs> well they weren't. But yeah, okay. so Far Cry three Blood Dragon, which is an eighties inspired it's like a Robocop plus G.I. Joe plus eighties cartoon, and they took that as their inspiration and then they made Far Cry three about it, so you've got all these futuristic weapons and you're half cyborg and you're running around killing generic soldiers and getting attacked by mechanical pumas and stuff like that. Oh, and the, and the dinosaurs shoot lasers out of their eyes. Wait, there's dinosaurs? I didn't see. They oh, shoot there lasers was, out of their eyes. There was a T-Rex at the end. That's right. So that looks crazy and hopefully cool. And it's standalone, I think, too. Yeah. I think that game looks awesome. I think it looks, I think, I don't know. I think this is more what I want out of my 80s nostalgia than Ready Player One. Yeah. I don't know. I think Ready Player One put it too much on a pedestal. Come on, guys. We're going to go to the final battle riding in the Ecto-1 with the bluff. It's like, come on. Come on. The stuff we liked as a kid was dumb. It was so dumb. And I like that this recognizes that those all of that was just so dumb. Mm-hmm. And just revels in it. Revels in the stupidity. So Manny's on board. I'm tentative. John, do you play Far Cry type games? No, I'm I I don't really know enough about it to care. Okay. At the moment. All at right. the moment. And Anna uh, is my, a no. My, my, oh, it my has dinosaurs is, in it. It's ooky. My opinion Anna. is subject to change. 
Anna might enjoy There's... watching me play it, though. Maybe. I don't sure. Know. Okay. <laughs> that, that means no, if, in case you need a translation. All right. News. It is time for news, Anna. So now you got your jumping off point. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. News. Yeah. What's the first story? Okay. Oh, wait. You want me to do it? I, I didn't oh, understand. I thought you were giving us Morse code. I yeah, mean, I no. didn't know why you were... You needed <laughs> a jumping off point. I thought you had a breaking Stop. news for us. All right. Because we breaking had a story news. about what um, Sal wrote in about, right? So why don't we go to that? I don't remember what that was. That was so long ago. All right. Um, Black Rock Shooter. We have a story about that. What's that? April 23rd. It's coming out on PSN in the US. And in Europe, it'll be out on the 24th. Um, that is Image Epoch's PSP RPG. And it's going to be published by, I guess, Image Epoch. Okay. Yeah. Image Pooch. I thought NIS was releasing it, but I guess not. Um, that's uh, Black Rock Shooter, the game, everybody. If you've forgotten about it, so did I. Um, they get trailers out. You can find them on our site. Um, in the story, and there's people shooting big tanky things, and okay, there's no gameplay in this trailer, so let's see if I got one that has gameplay. Uh, it's an RPG. Yeah, NIS is publishing it here. Um, and you do what? Man, I have- when they don't show gameplay in the trailer, be worried. So I'm going to say, guys, hold off and wait for our reviews on this one. What are you going to say, Don? RPG Gamer, your definitive source of reviews on all RPGs and Far Cry 3. Yes. <laughs> what What are you saying, John? No, no. I, I, I thought, well, since the game's been out in Japan for a while, you could also just, you know, check in with them. Oh, fine. I'll check in with my Japanese review source. I don't know who Well, that is. there are a few out there who do review in English, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to do that. I want to download games that are only in Japanese. And you know who's going to let me do that? Gung-Ho Online Entertainment of America. And uh, we know Gung-Ho. We like Gung-Ho. Because they, they, bought Gra- they own Gravity. They, who publishes Ragnarok Online? No. Gung-Ho makes Puzzle and Dragon. Well, they are most known for Ragnarok Online. No, you know, a lot Gravity of former is known people. for Ragnarok Online. Well, Gung-Ho. Gung-Ho. Apparently Gung-Ho owns Ragnarok Online now. They do. Yeah. Okay. A, form, a lot of former Exceed people went over to Gung Ho Entertainment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like it, half the staff is former Exceed people. Well, apparently not the localization team because they're going to be releasing a bunch of Japanese RPGs from PlayStation One, and they they're putting them up on PSN, and they are untranslated, so they're identical to their Japanese release, and some of them are very text heavy. Uh, the two big ones, apparently, uh, that are Japanese RPGs that I guess people care about are Favorite Deer, Enkan no Monogatari, and Favorite Deer, Junpaku no Yogensha. Uh, and they have elements of both traditional RPGs and dating sims. The problem is you can't read it, so I don't know how that works. Um, I did see a video put up, Gung-Ho put it up on their Facebook page, that helps you get through the menu of one of those games and kind of gets you into the gameplay loop. Um, so oh, you but you have to buy the companion app, Chris. There's a companion app? Yeah, it's called Rosetta Stone. Oh. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was a good one. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Uh, Gotta give some credit there, Manny. That was quite funny. Thank you. <laughs> Other news in the gung-ho world, they're bringing out dra- Puzzle and Dragons for the 3DS. 
So any of you Puzzle Dragons fan looking to have it on a platform other than your mobile phone, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but um, you're it hasn't it. been it's announced only in for North America. Yeah, though. it's only in Japan. You're right. Sad panda. Anna, what has been announced for North America? Do you know something that's been announced for North America? Maybe a release date for an indie classic that's being ported over to PS3 and PS Vita. Oh, do yeah. I get cross play on it and cross save? And cross-purchase. Awesome. So Dragon Fantasy is going to be out on Tuesday. Woohoo! Really ah. excited about it. So this is, well, the name comes from Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, Dragon Fantasy. It's a very traditional JRPG. And, uh, yeah, it originally came out on the iPhone and PC and Mac and Android. And so this is like a completely um, redone really nice remade version all of the art has been upscaled um just all sorts of small little touches and the cool thing is is not only can you play it in the original 8-bit mode but you can play it in the new 16-bit mode too and the nice thing is is um if you're curious about how each of those work in each in the different sections you can actually switch on the fly between the two Nice. So it's going to be $10, and it's a cloud save, um, cross-buy. So if you buy it for your PS3, you get it on the Vita, and your saves go with you no matter where you go. And yeah, all three of the first three chapters, and yeah, I'm really excited about it. So we started getting a lot of review code requests, which has been um, fun. Good. Uh, it's 10 bucks for yes. normal people and 8 bucks for PS Plus members. Yes. $8 for 8 bits. Yay! Ah. Hannah, where's my review code? Where's my review code? Where's my review code? Uh, Anna, I, uh, Typical woman. Uh, I have a site where I put up a review of a game two years ago. I'm thinking of getting back into it. Can I have a review code? <laughs> yes. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> you know that guy you're talking company. about, Chris, your fake voice? Yeah. I know that guy. He's going to be at E3 this year. Is he? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's part of the whole, there's um, there's like a big summer or a spring sale event going on for the PlayStation right now. And there's a bunch of games that were all pub Ooh. funded. Are there trophies? Uh, yes, but no platinum. Oh. Well, not by. Fail. Game breaker. And just so you know, there is a sequel to Dragon Fantasy also coming out on PSN yes. later this year. Yes, so shooting for summer on that one. Okay. So, I mean, if you follow the Moteki Corp Facebook or Twitter, we're going to start talking about a bunch of the book one stuff, and um, we're going to start talking about book two as well. And reminder, Anna Marie is the PR person for Dragon <laughs> Fantasy, so take everything <laughs> she says as suspiciously as possible. <laughs> Hey, RP Gamer got quoted in Game Developer Magazine thanks to them. Mm-hmm. Also, yes. I'm really curious. Um, so this was like the last issue of GD Magazine. So they did um, what they called mini-mortems. And one of them was on Dragon Fantasy. And so one of the things that they said they felt they did right was great press coverage. And it was like, it was cool that, you know, the RP Gamer editor-in-chief absolutely loved our game. It was like, he put, he was like, the three sites he mentioned to my name were RP Gamer, Joystick, and Kotaku. So I'm like, there you yeah. Go. Better than yeah. Kotaku. <laughs> 
So, yeah, that was very, very cool. So, congrats, Mac. You got a nod in GD Mag. And, yeah, we should move on to the next story. We should, which is about one of Quinn's favorite games, I think. Tales of Zillia, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's fairly accurate. All right, tell me what's going on here. Because something's going on in Europe, and I think we're getting it, too. Well, okay, well, um, Namco Bandai are advertising an extremely shiny special edition, which includes uh, the game, a soundtrack, CD, an art book, and a moderate-sized statue of the game's lead female character. Um, and it, it's not just a bust? That's... Yeah, it is actually a full full statue. Full, full statue? Okay, I'm just making sure yeah. it's not like that Dead Island debacle again. All right. No, no, hell no. Although... Yeah. Is that just was a, a decapitated, bloody female chest. Slightly different. Hey, but Anna, it was a bust. Yes, it was a bust of a bust. It was oh, a bust, and it, oh, the whole thing was a oh. bust. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes it was. All right, anyway. <laughs> so they've got this crazy, 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 um, um, what is it? I don't even know what I'm talking about. They have this crazy collector's edition, and it's got the book, it's got the statue, and, well, I guess it's not that crazy. It's a hundred bucks, and it's going to come out in the U.S. as well. Yeah, 80 quid for us. 80 quid, a hundred euros, or a hundred dollars. And in the U.S., it is not exclusive to the Mampo Bandai store. In Europe, I think it is, right? It is. Yeah, that sucks because that's although how... that may be that may be down to the fact that we're running out of decent high street retailers. Oh, is the game closing down again? Well, I, I I can imagine Namco Bandai not wanting to trust game with something like that. Hmm. Well, Just it, it'd because... be better than Digital River, probably. Yeah, but then again, on the at least on the European store, there is no reference to made to Digital River at all. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're using a seem to be using a different e-commerce company now, okay. which. May may explain a few things after the last lot with Nino Cooney. Oh, let's hope uh, so. So, uh, as I said, I'm, I I pre-ordered it one because in Europe at least it's limited print. It's limited print, as in there's only uh, I've only ten thousand copies being made. So you can go and pre-order it now at GameStop in the U.S. for twenty five bucks is the pre-order price on that apparently. And, um, yeah, but yeah, so no, I have I have pre-ordered it because I think I can actually pro- if. Even though I already own the game, um, it's one of those things where, one, I want the art book, and two, I can probably sell the statue to a friend of mine. <laughs> now, if you're not interested in buying a collector's edition for a $50 upcharge or $40 upcharge or whatever this is, you can get a day one edition at select retailers. And Now, this is only announced for Europe so far. I assume they'll do it here, but anyway, we'll see. Um, that has a smaller art book than the collector's edition and the soundtrack CD. Yeah, it sounds like basically the same day one edition that they did for Grace's F here. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. And that will be the same price as uh, the normal game. Um, Pre-ordering either edition gives you access to exclusive DLC costumes for the two main characters and a PS3 game. Which is funny because I actually already have those those costumes on the Japanese version because I... Bought the DLC? Oh, because you pre-ordered it. Okay. Yeah, the DLC costumes for the original characters are... Oh, crap. Um, who are they again? Who cares? <laughs> it's, it's, two tale, it's two specific tales of characters, okay. basically. So they're costumes to make them look like people from previous games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think... Um, they, they did, 
they actually do that as a, like a pre-ordered DLC for, I think, all of the games since Xperia, because for Xperia PS3 had the same thing. Okay. I think. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> all right. Oh, what else we got here? August. Oh, interesting. So, just so you know, that Tales of Zillia will be coming out in North America on August 6th. And they said there are no plans to make bring out the Vita remakes of Tales of Innocence or Tales of Hearts So in North America because the Vita is not doing well enough here. So that might change if Vita's numbers go up. So everyone go buy a Vita and buy lots of games for your Vita. And then you'll get, well, you might get it, Tales of Innocence and Tales of Hearts I for think, your Vita. I think it is still at least good that they're releasing the, now releasing the PS3 Tales games. Yeah. At least. Grace is F. Zillia, I'm expecting them to announce Zillia too, provided Zillia sells at all. Right. But they'll hey, wait until after August, probably. Was that a Tales or an Adelir game that they released on the Vita and then that ended up being the number one seller, even though no one said anything about it? Huh? I can't remember. Oh, was that, that, was, that was that was a um, Atelier game. Okay. Atelier Tatori Vita thing. Yeah, like, okay. What do you mean number one remake? Or number one I, seller, really? Hey, I it, it, was, it was the top seller last month. <laughs> On Vita? Yeah. Oh, wow. People are dying for anything. I say I still need to get around to getting Persona 4. Well, what the heck are you waiting for? I have no idea. I think I just keep finding other excuses for things to spend money on. All right. Well, here's so, another thing that can come up and distract you. Soul Sacrifice. Oh, I, all I've heard about Soul Sacrifice is that it's amazingly morbid. Ah. Well, it is uh, coming out in North America on April 16th and Europe the 17th. And there will be a... Excuse not the game. The demo will be out in those days. And, um, yeah, the demo starts off pretty bleak. You're going to find yourself imprisoned and awaiting sacrifice. And then you find a mysterious book and things go crazy after that. Um, the game will come out in uh, April 30th... On April 30th, excuse me, in both regions. And you can pre-order and get extra costumes, blah, 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 blah. Look for the demo uh, it's coming out this week, so hopefully one of us will try it, and we can tell you if it's uh, looking good. And hopefully you'll try it and tell us if it's looking good. That's what our feedback's for. Mm. Mm. That's how feedbacks work, in case you didn't know. Did you guys not know that? Something like that. You just want me to shut up. All right, Wildstar, the upcoming MMO RPG from Carbine Studios and being published by NCSoft, is going into first clo- into closed beta. Um, which will last for a few weeks. And you can still sign up to get into the beta, apparently. Um, so go to Wildstar's website, which is, I don't know, somewhere somewhere on NCSoft's page. Why don't I know this? Oh, yeah, wildstar-online.com slash en slash beta. And you can uh, sign up to get in the beta. So there you go. Wildstar. Uh, Michael Tidwell was looking forward to that. I remember. Okay, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. So we remember talking about there being an offline play patch for the so you can play uh, the game on your Wii U remote instead of having only, what is that called, the tablet, rather than just on the TV. Well, that patch comes out on the 15th, just a reminder, that's this week. And the matchmaking between U.S. and European players will also go live at that time. And uh, nothing about being able to play online with your uh, with your 3DS version, though. So hopefully they'll add that later. People enjoying Monster Hunter 3. I keep hearing it talked about on Twitter. It makes me want to buy the Ultimate version, but I'm not going to because I don't have time for it. Any of you guys tempted to try Monster Hunter Ultimate? 
Uh, tempted, but I have another game that will suffice for the moment anyway. What's that? The Macross one that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. The one that turned out to be a Monster Hunter clone. Oh. I'd, I would probably want to finish that one Is that first. only in Japanese, I assume? Yes, of course oh. it's only in Japanese. It's freaking Macross. I want to play Nothing... Macross Monster Hunter now. Yeah, but the thing is, is thanks to the lawsuits involving um, like yeah. Harmony Gold and stuff, you're never going to see a Macross game outside Japan. Aww. Like, ever. Until right. that lawsuit finally gets resolved. That's I'm depressing. not exactly holding my breath. Okay. Hmm. Well, Sorry. Uh, what else we got? The PlayStation Vita. Oh, Muramasa the Demon Blade. You remember that? Remember that? Came out on the Wii? Well, it's also coming out on the Vita on June 25th, and there's a collector's edition for it. So let me tell you what's coming. So for $59.99, which is a $20 increase over the normal version of the game. See, even video games aren't, excuse me, even Vita games aren't normally $50. Man, this shit got my Tensei thing. All right, so you will get the game, a face cover, and a system skin decal from Hori, a black velvet pouch, and a framed lithograph featuring an as-yet-unrevealed artwork from the game. Man, does that not sound like the lamest collector's edition? Um, No, that was the Persona 4 portable collector's edition, I think was the lamest, but... This is very far behind that. Yeah, but you get artwork, at least, in this one. Like a oh, frame yeah. lithograph? Or, or rather I'll wait and see how, how high quality it is, because usually lithographs are kind of crappy. Yeah. You know what? Guys, this ain't so nice of a collector's edition. But you get a velvet... Save your money. You get a drawstring pouch. <laughs> Yay! That's exactly what I wanted. I, I think we've established that's the best thing you can possibly get, hasn't it? All right. Uh, Clearly. I'm with, uh, I'm with Master Chief in the chat room. I'll save 20 bucks and get, just get the regular edition. There we go, man. Put this podcast in a drawstring pouch. Yeah. Put it in a drawstring pouch. Uh, hey, uh, well, that's, that's our title for the episode, at least. <laughs> drawstring pouch? Yeah, drawstring pouch. Or put it in a drawstring pouch. Put it in a drawstring pouch. All right. Shadowrun Returns is about to get put into its drawstring pouch and prepared for shipment. No? Okay, whatever. The game's launching in June, and physical backer rewards will come out three weeks after launch. And what else do we know about this, Manny? Um, if you go to the, their main page, there was a big kerfuffle because during the Kickstarter, they made a lot of promises. They were very upfront, like, yeah, we don't like DRM. This game is DRM-free. We you know, we, we like to support our fans, our community, and then all those... Wait, it's going to come just, out on Steam, though. Yeah. That has DRM. Exactly. I'm confused. Exactly. They basically okay. broke their promise. Oh, wait. Well, hold on. It says the, the hairbrain but, account I was about website. to get to that part. Okay, yeah. But they will offer to backers a DRM-free version. Like, they kind of backpedaled on Friday a little bit. Because they basically said at first that um, that we're doing everything just the same. But we will offer a a download from our website where you can download the game DRM-free. But it won't have any updates and you won't be able to do anything. And then we'll do a one-time update to get the Berlin DLC that you're supposed to get. But after that, we won't update it again. That's ridiculous. So they backpedaled and said, okay, we're going to... Continue. We're always going to offer you a DRM-free version on our website, and you'll have to manually download the updates. But we'll still offer it to you, and we'll the and the Berlin DLC will offer it to you too, and we'll update that as well. But if you find any future DLC in the future, you're going to have to get the Steam version and buy it there. Is it done, or is there more backpedaling? Uh, oh, oh, and uh, anyone who pre-ordered, you don't get a DRM-free version. 
you're only getting the Steam key, which okay. they didn't tell anyone until just this week. Wow, they are really screwing this up. Apparently, they didn't know, but they should have. I think I think they should have nailed this down a little earlier. Is that their license with Microsoft doesn't let them sell the game DRM free? Well, then how are they giving it DRM free? Uh, really? It, that's part of a backer reward. Wait, they that's are the their license doesn't let them. How is that part of a license? That's apparently that's what Microsoft does. They make you put the arm in their stuff. Huh. Okay. Gotta say, it doesn't surprise me considering everything that's happened recently. It is not unprecedented. Okay. And I don't think I can say more than that. No, but it's funny though, because at first they really did say it sound like, okay, we're gonna have, we're gonna only do two updates to the DM free version on our website. But then this Friday they elaborated and they said, okay, no, we're gonna continuously push out the updates on the Steam version for this one, and the editor is gonna be DM free, and we're gonna continue to update it. But you have to download it manually from our website, and if you want to, and the editor will be DM free. You'll be able to make games and you'll be able to manually import them. So you kind of they went from you know two. Updates the DRM free version to the game will work DRM free. You'll only be able to get it through our website and only if you backed. And all right, well, I am eligible for that because I bought the fifteen dollar DRM free. Bought I, yeah. yeah I well, I pre-ordered thinking I would get a DRM free copy, and I on I, honestly I don't want to pay that kind of. I, I, I canceled my pre-order. You did got my money back. Just because you don't want to use Steam on Mac. Well, Steam on Mac is kind of crappy, but I also feel like a Steam key. Is so uh, I'll get the game when it's like on two dollars in the Steam sale, like in three months. Ah, okay, I see what you're saying. But you know, it's like I don't. But, plus, but I, I wait, they, the, they told you you can get your app updates and stuff. They, you can you're getting get it DRM. Oh, not for no. pre-orders. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're screwed. Okay. So just the, and they said they can't sell a DRM free in the future, so there's never going to be a GOG version or anything like that. Oh, that's awful. No, I just I just didn't do it because I I think I pre-ordered the dog tags because I think like oh yeah I'll support these guys. Yeah, I don't even I was, know what can I do as a fifteen dollar backer to upgrade to get more stuff. Not that I want uh, to. That deadline already passed. Okay. So I'm, they sent I out a Kickstarter update where you could have sent them an email and say you want to give them more money. Okay. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that. And but it's just like for me, I was like thinking like you can oh still pre-order uh, the collector's edition though. But it would only yeah, be on Steam. I, and I did that, and I was thinking to myself, "Well, at this point, I'm just paying seventy five dollars for a pair of eight gig dog tags, and like that's not worth seventy five dollars." <laughs> so I just said, "Forget, it, I'm canceling." Hmm. I just get it on iOS for like ten bucks or less. All right. Oh, now they have a chart to di- to distinguish between the Steam version and the backers DRM free version. Um. Let's see. What do you actually miss out? Steamline browsing and installation of community-created content. You lose future DLC content via the purchase you lose and play community-created content built with post-Berlin DLC content. Okay. I think the upset thing is that they, you know, during the Kickstarter campaign, a a lot of, like, Humble Bundle people, kind of GOG proponents, like, oh, these guys are doing it right. They're giving this game out. They're doing DRM free. And then they find out now, like, oh, no, it's all Steamworks, heavily integrated. And like, oh, that's not what I signed up for. I think that's why. The I don't know that it would have affected their Kickstarter that much, but yeah. I know. Fair enough. I agree with you too, but I just think it's the perception that you think you were getting one thing, and all, and some people may have backed it because of that. And so then, let this be a lesson to people: don't just throw in DRM free as a buzzword on your Kickstarter until you actually know you can do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or more, uh, also, don't throw in DRM free uh, because a lot of people do do will consider Steam a form of DRM. There are it some people who don't. 
It is a form of DRM. I mean, mm. there are, I'm just saying there are some people that don't. Oh, okay. It's one Maybe. of the most benign forms of DRM, though. Yes, because yes. mostly because of it doesn't. Because when you hear the words DRM, it, most people will substitute the words extreme annoyance, yes, you know, or pointless annoyance. When, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> whereas Steam is mostly okay. It's mostly, but I can understand some people. Where Although, they, they... I was going to say, having been on Steam since the uh, since the basically since the dawn of Steam. Um, it was kind of amusing how crappy it was. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting it for Half Life Two. But yeah, I remember when I hear DRM, you know what I think of? Star Force. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I think of. Terrible. I actually DRM. confronted one of their reps about that at a trade show I went to. Yeah, a while. <laughs> yeah. Guy wasn't exactly impressed with me. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> in his, well, because I could have easily credited Star Force with basically destroying my CD drive at the time. Um, but bear in mind that um, this was like the 16-year-old me doing this. Ah. And while I was at least polite and respectful, I can at least understand the guy brushing me off because, well, I looked like a snot-faced kid. Well, you were no. just coming up to him to say that you didn't like his product. What is yeah. he supposed to do? <laughs> Basically just go along and say, no, seriously, can you just, can you do something better, please? Yeah. I didn't think it was that much to ask. But, hey, you know, I can be young, dumb, and stupid, so. Oh, oh, one last little other thing about the Shadowrun that I forgot is that the people who bought the $125 version... One of the things was that the game was going to come DRM free, and you're going to get the you're going to get the PDF of the anthology and the soundtrack all on the thumb drive. So that that was sort of like sort of the kicker, like oh cool the dog tags and it's all loaded up with all this stuff. Yeah. Well, now apparently it's going to cost too much money, and they don't have time, so they're going to ship blank. What? It's, the, it's like little things like that. I think that are that annoyed the fans to have been supporting. You, you know what my you know, my answer to this is: don't do physical rewards. Yeah, period. honestly, at this point. I'm trying to think of um, of the Kickstarters I've, I've I've put money into. I'm actually trying to remember the ones that I think have physical rewards. Um, I don't think I backed high enough. I don't think I backed FTL high enough to get one. Um, God, look at else? the Numenero one. I think the the they learned their lesson, and the the only thing you can get is like a a gigantic statue for like five hundred or a thousand dollars. I think I, I think I have I think I have a physical reward coming for Star Citizen, but that was done outside of Kickstarter. Um, so I mean, I know. bet the Double Fine people but, wish they didn't do any physical rewards. That took a big chunk out of their thing to make those books that they're going to autograph and those big prints. Hmm. Oh, Kickstarter! What, what can you? Exp- it seems like the promise, like. The Star Command people, their Kickstarter, you know, the crap story. Uh, Pebble Watch, another slight Kickstarter disappointment. At least they came out, though. They didn't, like, take the money and run. But there's not so much what you expected or what they were promised. Right. Like, Star Command in particular, like, they they said Game Dev Story meets, uh, what was it? Game Dev Story meets The Sims or something? Like, when on their first thing, and That's that game is nothing. Yeah, yeah. They were capitalizing on the fact that it looked sort of like Game Dev Story, but it actually plays nothing and looks nothing like Game Dev Story. You know what does every other Kyrosoft game? <laughs> Funny because know. it's Just true. Saying, yeah, but at the very least, though, if you're still interested in Shadowrun and you don't have a problem with Steam, it still looks like it's going to be a solid game. So there you yeah. go. 
There you go. Oh, let's see. What else we got? Ooh, Skyrim's got a new update, and uh, it's been it's out for consoles. It gets effectively gets rid of the overall level cap, and you can also change your skills to legendary, which resets your skills to level fifteen, and then you get to. Uh, level your skills back up and get new perks that are in there and uh there's also a new legendary difficulty setting and let's see and a bunch this of is a free update? yep that's nice of them and this came out on steam in march so it just finally hit consoles so that's a big deal if you are still playing skyrim and want to get more and more out of your skyrims this is a good time for me to get back into it i think oh what do i play dark souls or skyrim i can't decide oh no Nino Kuni. Oh, I gotta play that too. Nino Kuni's marked down to forty bucks at Target and Amazon. Wow. Oh, Chris, do you wish you didn't buy it full price? No, I got the collector's super edition, remember? Oh, that's right. You got, got the, the fancy book. book. Yeah, I got the book. I'm I'm happy. I got what that I wanted since nice I heard about the D S version. <laughs> um yeah, so if you have not if you don't care about the book, um forty bucks seems like a good way to get into it, so there you go. 40 bucks at Target and Amazon. Go pick it up because it's a good game, according to all the reviews, because I haven't started playing it yet because I'm lazy and stupid. All right. Ion is getting version 4.0. This is what wow, we need MMO Roundup going. for. Yeah, it's still going. It's free to play now. Um, yeah, I know that. It's been free to play for a while. So this is going to um, expand upon the plot lines in their Assault on Ballora and Ascension Up expansions that came out a while back. And let's see. And apparently it'll be the same as Korea's 4.2 version, whatever that means. Um, and let's see. It's called Dark Betrayal. Well, so well, it is a it new was, expansion. Okay. It, so. would, it Basically, it would suggest that the, pa- uh, the stuff that was included in Korea's patch 4.2 will be included in the international patch 4.0. Why not just use the same numbers then? Whatever. All right. Um, let's see. You're going to get a shooting star. Cl- oh, okay. The Gunslinger. It's known as Shooting Star in Korea. Here it'll be called the Gunslinger, you shoot stuff, the Song Weaver, you're a bard, and a mech class called the Ether Tech. Um, and let's see. The <laughs> Interesting, they say the, the bard class has gotten more interest than the shooting class, which is kind of funny. All right. Um, cool. So that, that's it. I on for for anyone who's still playing and uh this hey somebody's still playing this john you're playing this the old republic 2.0 update was is being talked about oh yes because the uh the rise of the hut cartel expansion is currently in early access i yeah. believe and uh so and i think that's that's the same as 2.0 or something yeah okay yeah basically so uh, uh, the, having the expansion up uh, as far as i remember just uh adds a new planet where you can finally engage in same-sex relationships with your companions or something. Okay. And um, ups the level cap by five. Okay. And uh, they're changing PvP so that you can... Um, I don't know. I don't know what it, what it does. It's supposed to help level up the play of people who aren't the same level when they go into PvP and need to all be the same level. So they're I, changing I thought, they already, I thought they'd already implemented that. It's called the bolster system. They're changing it. I don't know. It's no longer going to be based on character level alone. I don't know what it means. A oh, lot of okay. words and stats that we... It may be, it may be correcting like for people who don't have like full PvP gear right. or something like that. Because they the already wor- level here. Oh, here we go. The worse your items are, the more stats you are given to get you to the base value we want every PvPer to be at. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> which well. which kind of sucks for people who spend all the time getting the PvP gear, doesn't it? Or they'll be well, above the base level. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I think there is like a kind of minimum expectation or something. 
right. And oh, and they've got brackets. Level 10 to 29, 30 to 54, 55, and 55 ranked. So actually that'll help a lot because um, before it was everybody just gets up to 50. <laughs> so. oh, well, actually at the moment, it's everyone gets up to 55. Oh, okay. So, so even if you don't have the expansion. And there's a whole gonna... bunch there's a whole bunch of class changes in 2.0. Um I'd recommend you to go to their website except I think it does a terrible job of really laying out the data in a good way. So maybe go over and read on massively to find the details of what's coming with 2.0 or something like that. So, if yeah, you're still probably playing. Yeah, probably cool. There's some I don't know why. They just the way they split up their data on their news site sucks uh, at at Swotor. Um I wonder if I should play that somewhere. Oh, too many games I want to play. Um, Pokemon X and Y, those new Pokemon games that are coming, has revealed that there's a Mewtwo coming that has a tail on its head instead of on its butt. I was surprised it just got such news traction. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, there's a new Mewtwo. I think that was because, um, like, the the original Mewtwo was the the sort of, uh, well, it was the, um, it's what everyone wanted. I remember back in school, it's what everyone wanted to get. With the exception of Mew. If you had a Mew, you were God. That's how it worked at high school. Or you had a Game Genie. Yeah, but if you had a Game Genie, you were also God. Oh, okay. So this is a new Mewtwo alternate thing that's a different form, and he's powerful and has lots of attacks and blows things up because he's like Mewtwo. So there you go. We don't know anything about the story or justification, but they've got screenshots and a video of him. Go check that out. Oh my out. god, it's a Mew! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Neverwinter is going into open beta testing. So this is the cryptic MMORPG and Perfect World Entertainment. Their beta starts April 30th, and... Um, <laughs> sweet, and there's a beta test happening this weekend. So I... I have the opportunity to play Neverwinter's beta this weekend as well as Final Fantasy XIV's beta this weekend. Because, yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So there's there's that. And for people who like Blizzard MMOs instead, guess what you get to go to this year? <gasps> That's right. BlizzCon! Uh, tickets are going on sale on April 24th and 27th. They'll have two batches that will each sell out within five minutes of them going on sale like they do every year. So... <laughs> Go get more details on that. Tickets are 175 bucks each this year. Same as last year, so no price increase. Yeah. And there's also going to be a pre-BlizzCon benefit dinner that will also sell out immediately. That's 500 bucks for those. And those will go on sale at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And there's usually like a cool auction to go along with it. So like rare merchandise, autograph stuff. Yep. And of course, the virtual ticket will still be going on just like, uh, just like last year. More details to come on that. Um and finally, Manny, Witcher 3 update. You like Witcher 3. Sure. Lay it on me. You played Witcher 1 and 2, right? No, I was going to start Witcher 2 right when people were pressuring me, peer pressured me into starting Double Summoner. Which, how's that been going? Um, I think I ran it, I don't know, it just feels... Ran out of steam? Did Nick stop when playing When a game with feels long, it's not a good thing, is it? Oh, no, it isn't. Because I never felt like uh, I never felt like Oblivion or Fallout Three or all those games were long. I just ended up playing like Forever. way longer than I should have. Yeah. But this way, I just feel it's like so many of the little things I want to do. Like uh, when a new chapter starts, it's it's 
in your best interest to go run around and go talk to people and sort of get an get an update on what's going on. But it takes forever. It's just so slow to run. Okay, I need to run to this corner. Okay, nothing's going on here. I need to run over here to this guy. Okay, he does have a new mission. Okay, it just that kind of stuff that just slows you down. That's why it feels long. But anyway, you were saying. Yes, uh, Wizard Three. It was going to have um, multiplayer, but or it might have multiplayer rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not set in stone though. Okay, so this I, isn't news. I'm confused. No, we remember when I when I said Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. It was going to have a multiplayer component, and they were thinking The Witcher might have one as well, Witcher 3. Well, they're still looking into it then. Okay. <laughs> it was a crappy story. All right. I don't know. I thought people would care. Um, Witcher 3, probably a game that doesn't need multiplayer, but okay. But they said it wouldn't be, if they do do it, might not necessarily be tied to... Single player at all? Single, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. As long as it doesn't take away from the single player game, they can add it all they want. Maybe it'll be cool like Assassin's Creed 2 was, you know. Um, that's all I got, guys. You guys have any stories I missed? Uh, any stories in the chat room that people need to know out there listening in their cars right now? I don't know. Go I can't to, where should people eat if they're listening in their car right now? We should tell them, should they go eat it? Let's pick a restaurant for them. Unfortunately, the, re- the, the restaurant the restaurant I'd recommend, unfortunately, is a local-owned place. So, I agree. Chipotle. Go to Chipotle. Go and find your nearest locally-owned like Japanese place or something. All right. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, new releases this week include Devil Summoner Soul Hackers on your 3DS, Dragon Fantasy on the PS3, and Pandora's Tower on the Wii. Not the Wii U, the Wii. So that's that's finally here, and Operation Rainfall gets to make its uh, come to a com- completion, really, with uh, Pandora's Tower release, which probably won't stop them from being a video game news blog. But you know, whatever, do whatever you want. Uh, what else? Oh, feedback for the podcast. Since no one's got any final content or final words for me, oh, except Stray says people should go to Shabu Shabu instead of to Chipotle, which that's not bad. <laughs> Shabu I was go to McDonald's. Everyone go to McDonald's. Get yourself a get, Whopper. Get the Skylanders toys at there McDonald's you go. and send them to me. All right. And then also send to me your feedback for the show at podcast at, e- at, podcast at email.com. No, podcast at rpgamer.com. You can also send us an MP3 file there. We can play it right here on the show. Uh, that can be a voicemail message or a segment for the show. Um, additionally, you take voicemails at 608-729-4098. And we have a message board up at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest update section and find the RPG cast thread and uh, tell us what's going on with all with uh, your thoughts on uh, those things I asked you to give us feedback on at the beginning of the show, which I can't remember anymore. Oh, right. Weird hallucination playing with the player's mind things in games. Tell us about those. Um, yeah. And anything else? Tell us about Retron 5. <laughs> what? Oh, that's a that's a game system that was announced at Midwest Gaming Classic, but Anna and I didn't really notice it while we were there. So that's okay. going to be cool. That's going to you can play your NES, your Super NES, your Famicom, your Super Famicom, and your Genesis games all in one system, um, and and stuff. Well, actually, isn't there more Retron Five? Doesn't also take um, NES, Genesis, Famicom, Game Boy Advance. That's the other one. Um, that's cool. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I, yeah. 
it's weird that they have S you know they have NES and Famicoms. Oh, right, because they're different pins, and the SNES isn't, so that can take Super Famicom. Because yeah, okay. Anyway, that's a cool little retro thing coming out. Look for that on side on the on the internet, Retron Five, and see when that's coming out because nobody knows yet. And uh, I want one. It'll be hundred bucks. Looks cool. And beyond that, I think we're done for the week. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. Uh, it looks like I'm actually finally going to make uh get this um docking thing sorted. I've been trying to do this for like I think pretty oh, much the entire podcast. <laughs> You've almost docked in Kerbal? Yep. Okay. And is it is it I think I'm off by about a centimeter. No, it's Everyone. it's in. It's, it's in. Off. It's in! Success. Houston, we succeeded. That's like the best way to... Um, oh, here's a late-breaking story from Drizzle in the in the chat room. It says, Project X-Zone is being upgraded to a limited edition in the West. I didn't know this. Did you know this? Nope. No one tells me nothing. So, let's see. It'll be coming out as a limited edition with a mini art book, a poster, and a music CD with the game. It'll still be 30 bucks. And which is pretty much like the Japanese release, which came in a slightly larger box to accommodate the soundtrack CD and stuff. So there you go. Look forward to that on June 25th. There's your last story to leave you with a good taste in your mouth. I'm going to get lunch. Anna's going to take a nap. And I need to go and grab dinner. Manny's going to continue to not play games. And John's (gasps) getting dinner. Okay, everyone, I want to see something controversial. I want to see something controversial. The opening of Up was not sad. (gasps) Deal with it. Ah, all right. Deal with not having us for another week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Deal with it. Were Tamagotchis big in Canada growing up, Anna? Yes. They were big in England. You make study hall so much fun. Uh, all yeah. of my friends had them, and I had zero interest in them. Okay, so you don't, you're definitely got... not going to get this Tamagotchi then. Anna, think, but like, the, 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 you need to understand about Anna is she says this about things that she'll like, and and you have to basically force her to watch them or interact with them before she'll understand that she likes them. So if I push on her long enough, maybe she'll give it a try and she'll like it. I had one as a child. My grandmother, who is completely out of touch with everything appropriate for my age ever, bought it for me. Well, but you're not going to enjoy something under those situations, those circumstances. You were resenting her for not understanding you. Why don't you get me? Guys, chat room. Anna Marie has not seen Jurassic Park. Hey, it's in theaters right now. 3D. Go for it. We need to un- you need to convince her that it's not too ooky and that she can go see Jurassic Park. It's ooky. Wait, ooky how? Like scary ooky? It's ooky. I don't know what that means. I've been dating her for two years. I don't know what it means. It's ooky. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> See? You don't understand references like that. We need to get you to see this movie. Mm. If you can never get a clever girl reference, your life is not as good as it could be. I 
would argue I'm a clever girl without seeing the movie. And I would say you are very much not. You are ignorant girl with not seeing the movie. No. Ah. Ah. I work at Clever. Seriously, Anna, go see the movie. It's fun. It's a solid movie. Not as good as the book, but it's still very enjoyable. By the way, the book's even better. You should read it. I read the book. I didn't like it. It was okay. <laughs> there you go, Chris. You read the book. Boom. Yeah, but it's a Michael Crichton book. Crichton. Crichton. Michael Crichton. I don't frigging know. Michael Crichton. You know, the funny thing is I was about to make the Michael Crichton joke because I was in an episode of uh, King of the Hill. Drizzle says, where- it's a great movie. Where they didn't know how to pronounce his... They were making fun of them because they say, I read that Michael Crichton book where the dinosaurs start eating people. It was pretty good. Silver Husky says, just give it a try. What do you have to lose? Two hours of my your lunch. Life. <laughs> lunch. You do that anyway. We'll do it on a day that you're already throwing up. Whatever. She just and she shuts down like this. She wouldn't watch Up for the longest time. I had to force her to watch Up. No, because it's Asian. sad. And you, you like it? Up now, don't you? I would never watch it again. <laughs> it's too only, sad. Only the first part was super sad. Oh wait, yeah, I, I remember watching that. I, uh, oh man, I, I remember hearing forever that the opening to Up was so sad. And then I watched it. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll get it to try. And I was watching, and I was watching, and I was watching, and I was watching, and then finally the rolling and people were talking, and I'm like, did I miss the first beginning sad part? Does that happen already? You clearly have no soul. Actually, to be fair, I haven't seen up yet either. Actually, yeah, I don't have a soul. I agree. (laughs) Well... Funnily enough, that always seemed to be difficult or more difficult for other people. <laughs> I guess for old peoples who are close to death. Alright, I want your letters sent to podcast at rpgamer.com for why Anna should be watching watch uh, Jurassic Park. Which of no, course means I will get months. nothing but an inbox of letters telling me why I'm wrong for trying to force her to watch it. It was so funny. I was watching that The Ring, I think, or The Remake, or... or uh, Ring. The, I, it was one of those crappy movies and uh we was watching a group of people and they're like oh, oh the scariest part of this is the end this is the scary part of the thing so i start watching i'm like okay this is the scariest part i'm watching and this lady or this thing or whatever starts crawling down the stairs i'm like okay this is gonna get scary and then credits start rolling and i'm like where did the scary part happen did I miss the scary part? And I look around, everyone's covering their eyes like, oh my gosh. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Did it happen? When did well, it happen? Did I look up it, too early? Is it the implication that the thing you thought was gone isn't gone or something like that? I haven't seen the ring. Maybe I don't know. I, I've, only I've, only seen the original, I've only seen the original Japanese one and that just creeped the shit out of me. Okay. I just remember those, like this very specific thing where, where someone, like they cover their eyes and they point at the screen. This is the scariest part. And I look and I'm watching and I'm like, okay. And then the credits start rolling. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it was just so oblivious to me. I just didn't know what was going on. Like, uh, what? I think the same thing happened to me with Up, where I'm waiting for the sad part to happen. Uh, that should have been pretty damn obvious with Up. What, that she died? Yeah. That Who was cares? People die all the time. <laughs> People die when they are killed. She was an old lady. She died. She had a good life. I'm happy for them. They had a great, happy life together. They had like 80 long years. I think I spliced a secret gene. 
but they never I... f- accomplished their life dream. Oh, yes. oh welcome to humanity. <laughs> oh, Manny. The SMT games are totally for you. <laughs> All right. Now, Manny's a Republican. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm the most liberal person you've ever met in your life. You All right, guys. Let's get started. Republican? Let's get started. Five. <laughs> because I don't like up. I'm a Republican. Four, <laughs> three, two, one. I'm a Republican.